So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Record. All right, me too. Uh, welcome to Feature Creep, <laughs> colon. Uh, the built-in microwave. microwave. Yeah, yeah. Semicolon. Uh, um, but heard about everything. But heard about everything. Attempt number two. Attempt number two. Yeah. Well, uh, the second attempt. The first one didn't go so well. Yeah. Well, it it got short. It was short-lived because we got about two seconds in and realized we were not recording correctly. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So tell so, me. Yeah, we're butthurt about everything. I'm butthurt today because yeah. my um, graduate school gave me a heart attack that then turned into a butt attack uh-huh. when I realized how fucking pissed I was that they were wrong about something that had caused me to panic. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ned, and I am also a butthurt about everything. <laughs> Hi, Ned. <laughs> Welcome, Ned. <laughs> yeah, so I... um. I was all set. So I got accepted to grad school last February. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Almost a year ago. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, I was planning to enroll in the fall. And between February of 2020 and fall, August of 2020, I don't know if anybody knows this, but some shit hit the fan. <laughs> Wait. And so. <laughs> well. Something happened. It was like it, it was an international incident, right? Or something? Yeah. Something. I feel like it was in the news for a while. I feel like it affected a few people. Yeah. Anyway, go on. This thing, right. whatever. Intervening the- worldly events yes. made it uh fundamentally unfeasible for me to actually attend classes this fall. Right. And so I pushed off my enrollment to spring. <laughs> Good job. There was probably some super arcane, very well disguised plan and like steps to take to officially like button stuff up for the semester. Yeah. But if those things exist, if there is that roadmap or, you know, sunken treasure map out there somewhere uh, at this school, I couldn't find it. <laughs> and nobody told me anything. So I uh, anyway, I didn't take any classes. And now I have to enroll for spring semester, which is coming up in like 25 days. Maybe not even. Um, and the enrollment process, because I'm like at the front end of my grad degree, it, it doesn't really matter what class I take right now. I have to take all of them. So I'll right, like right. pick one out of a hat. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, but I'm going to be taking the um, essentially like uh, like ethical theory, which mm-hmm. will be really interesting because there's a lot of... Um, so my undergraduate degree is in ethics, but there's a lot of stuff about ethics that I don't know because you can't cover everything in a four-year undergraduate degree. Right, you finish right. in three years. So um, what I'm going to do is take this class and it's going to be great. And there is – so at first it was waitlisted, but then because I'm – in the, in, the, in the specific program that I'm in for bioethics, I in this particular class's case, I have um, like – preferred enrollment or something like that like i they're opening up an extra seat in the class for me so i went online to go on enroll in that class after like going through um the process of figuring out that it needed to be opened up and like uh there was an administrator for the particular 
department that I'm in that's like super helpful. Her name is um, Lisa and she's been helping me. Yeah. And so Lisa uh, and I were emailing all day and I um, and over the past few days. And so I was going to go online and sign up for this course. And then it was like, oh, you've got these things that you got to do before it'll unlock and let you enroll in this thing. And I was like, okay, well, I only see one of the two things showing up in my like (laughs) account over here. Yeah. So I I can only access one of them and it's like stalled halfway. And then the other one that I'm supposed to. Right. Yeah, of course. And then the other one that I'm supposed to do isn't even showing up. So I call. The registrar, no, yes, the registrar. Yes. And I'm like, hi, I need to enroll in my spring class, but I can't do that until I finish this like pre-registration thing, which I don't see anywhere. And this other thing that I only partly finished before I was supposed to enroll in class. And so I, I need to do that too. And then they were like, oh, well, do you have your student ID number? And I was like, well, offhand, no, I don't have it. And they wouldn't give it to me. Of course not. Right. No, they refused to. Yeah. So I had to go like page through my Hobo Nietzsche to the last time that I was worrying about signing up for classes and find my right. thing. In the meantime, they said that I could go through this insane process mm-hmm. to get them to send me my own ID number and it involved like writing on a piece of paper and photographing it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, are you asking me for like proof of life? Right. <laughs> like when somebody's held for ransom, like what the fuck? So is this whole uh, process please, about like on yeah. a blank piece of paper, you need to write down all this information and then you need to sign it with your signature and data. And then you need to take a photograph of that. And then you email the photograph to us. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God. I was like, is, are you serious? This is like, like I said that to the guy on the phone. Like, yeah. are you? Is this a serious process? Like, it, I have to like do this to get my number. <laughs> I mean, he's like, well, I mean, it would have been sent to you with your, uh, with your, um, whatever the fucking letter is. You're approved for grad school. What yeah, is that word? at this point, accepted. Accepted at this point uh, at your acceptance letter. We should definitely refer back to our episode uh, about authenticity or the trouble with authenticity. The trouble with authenticity. Right. So, God. So I'm like, okay, well, I can certainly go look. I mean, when I got my letter of approval or acceptance, it was like it was not it wasn't a letter in the mail. Like it wasn't printed. Sure. And he's like, well, you could come in. And I I had already told him this. I was like, I'm like a remote student. Like I'm, I'm not anywhere near you. Yeah. I don't have an ID card that says that I'm a student there. I don't have, I don't have anything that people normally have when they are like physically a student at your school. Right. Because I'm doing my entire coursework online. And so he was like, oh, well, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. You could come in to the office. And I was like, yeah, but I'm in Minneapolis. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, oh, you can't do that then. And I was like, no. So we're going to need another solution here. And so anyway, I finally found the ID number. And he Uh told me, this guy told me, that uh, in order for me to be able to enroll in my spring classes, I was going to have to go online and submit a form, Mm -hmm. the re-enrollment form, and submit that to the registrar. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. So I was like, just to be really clear... I was accepted in February. I enrolled in August Mm -hmm. and I withdrew before class basically. Right. Because I didn't, A, I didn't want to incur any charges and B, 
whatever. So I was like, I, so I'm, I'm already accepted. I am a student at the school and I have been for several months. Right. Like, and you're like, okay, I'll enroll in the new term, whatever. Do I the have thing. a, I have an email account and everything. Yeah. And so I dug up my ID number and I went online and I filled out this form. Yeah. Click submit. Yeah. Called back. Got somebody different else on the phone. And Lovely. they were like, oh, well, that was the wrong form to fill out. Oh, God damn it. And I was like, okay, that may be true, but how do I know that that's true? Uh-huh. Because the last person I talked to, I talked to for some time, and what you're telling me now is like super contradictory of what I was like on the phone about for like 10 minutes with this person. Right, right. And so... This lady who's on the phone this time was like, oh, let me look into it. And she's like, okay, so because because you've applied several times, I was like, no, 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 only once, just the one time, got uh-huh. accepted right away. And I enrolled in classes but had to withdraw in the fall and push my enrollment off till spring because of COVID. And she was like, okay, well, in that case, uh-huh. and I'm just like, oh, my God. So she's like, in that case, you need to completely reapply to grad school. Oh God! And I was like, "What?" Uh huh. I was like, "I that's impossible." Like I've been corresponding with professors of mine all day. Yeah, I have a student ID number. I have an account set up that I've been doing stuff and active in for months. Like, you're going to make me reapply to my own program? Right. Like, <laughs> I'm already in it. Right. I just need to sign up for class. For spring yeah and so she was like nope you're gonna have to talk to um admissions and you're Uh gonna have to reapply so she transfers me over to admissions to a phone tree that doesn't let you go anywhere Uh uh-huh so i'm sitting there and i tight i sent a message back to the admin at our department and i was like so i am now on an endless phone tree with admissions because i need i'm being told i need to reapply for grad school (laughs) and so while i was doing that Uh uh-huh I looked up the admissions department and found a different phone number to call. Yeah. So I hung up with the one that didn't go anywhere. Right. And I redialed admissions. Yeah. And the person I got on the phone in admissions already knew I was coming. Yeah. Because the admin for our department saw my email and was like, oh, shit. And contacted admissions and was like, does this person actually need to reapply? And then they were like, no. Right. (laughs) So then that guy on the phone who I just randomly happened to get, who happened to talk to the person that I was talking to earlier, but yeah. not the people who told me I had to reapply or fill out a re-enrollment form, uh-huh. this new person is like, no, no, everything's going to be fine. Um, we just have to work around a couple of things. And then in the morning, I will have everything sorted out for you. And I think Lisa sent you an email about this. And I was like, okay, at this point, I'm like so fucking stressed out Mm -hmm. that I'm like choking back the angry tears because I'm so frustrated. Like every single person I talk to is like, no, everyone else is wrong. I'm the one you should be listening to. And none of them say anything even remotely similar to the others. So I just like hung up the phone with this guy Uh who I think is going to send me an email in the morning. And then I wrote back to our admin Lisa and I was like, Thank you a million for like taking all of the time to help me sort this out. Uh, It's been quite a roller coaster and I haven't even gotten to class yet. (laughs) 
I feel confused all uh-huh. of the time. You need uh, at this point, you need like Robert De Niro to like come in on a zip line through the window. Yes. Yep. And he'll be like, just kidding. None of that other stuff is true. It's all up to like the mercenary who flies through your bay door to like yeah. <laughs> fix the problem, the secret mercenary. So it's like, I'm just sitting here wondering like, A, I have so many questions. A. Yeah. Number one, is this how it is all the time? Or is this worse because of COVID? Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume worse, but yeah. you never know. Right. Like back in my undergraduate school, our department had a student service worker who would help us just navigate the bureaucracy. That's their, That was their only job. And like help us fill out forms, like actually sit there and help us like fill out forms because it was so fucking nuts. And it, that was a small school and you could go and like walk in and like basically use your your presence as an obstruction you know like i'm not leaving until you help me figure this out and so uh i'm like one uh, is this how it is all of the time Mm -hmm. and i think two if yes like is is everybody else who's in grad school right now having this much trouble just getting their shit started like i because yeah i none of the success that i've had or the advancements that i've made through this process were straightforward not a single one every step of the way from application to gre testing to getting fucking letters from my professors to getting all that shit to university to like getting the right people at that university to see it by the right time and then make a decision by a date like none of that happened it was a clusterfuck from minute one and i'm like is this how all of higher ed is because like nothing about this seems particularly special or horrible it seems like this is how it is all the time and like it just makes me think my god i'm not cut out for whatever type of bureaucracy this is right right like you guys all seem to be doing just fine like everybody but me seems to be able to get with this fucking program so maybe i'm I, just not, i don't, I don't know a terrible mistake here i think um i had a very similar experience recently um when i was applying for grad school in that i found a program i was really interested in i read all about it i clicked their link to start the application i got mm-hmm. the form i was filling out the application well first of all um the application wasn't available when they said the applications were to start right like they were like right. applications you can start on this day and then it was like three weeks later before they were the f- the form actually worked um i got it all filled out at some point i must have looked at a different program on at the same school because at that point i must have like looked at it and then somehow it switched my form to that one. But you wouldn't know because the forms are the same. And identical, right? Like, like identical. Yeah, it's it's a minor. And the thing is, like, you know, it's a multi-page form with lots of sections. And at some point, you're no longer worrying about the, the one section that mentions the actual program you're in, right? So when you so like i'm getting close to the deadline and i'm like scrambling trying to get like my references in and and a couple other Mm -hmm. things done and um you know and i'm uploading these and then i i get this message that's like oh we've noticed you are applying to this program come check out this um we have like a you know meet the professors kind of chat thing and like you know we can answer questions and stuff so i go on the zoom call there's way more students than i thought were entering the program i was interested in they're talking about a lot of the things that are similar to what i was interested in but at some point i realized that this was not the program that i was applying to 
and I was like, oh shit. So then I went back. <laughs> this is like this sounds like one of those nightmares where you like yeah. are in the wrong class all of the time. Well, it was like this program was like CNBF or something, and the one I was in was like CNBP or something. Like, you know, it was yeah. just like they just used these four letter and acronym acronyms, and it was like, well, that's not, you know, nobody fucking knows what that means anymore. Um right. and they were both, you know, biotech. Well, they were both um like one was like Yours, the one you wanted to do was neurology, right? Yeah. So one of them was computational biology and the other one was computational, computational neuro- neurology. Ne- yeah. Neuroscience. Right. And so, and like, there's tons of crossover and there's lots of, and you know, it's just, and so I'm like looking at this program <laughs> and you know, I mean, maybe it, it doesn't really matter. My point being is like, it's so, I, I was like, how could you make this so easy to confuse the two? It almost feels like you're setting people up for failure, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then it was like really like off-putting in the Zoom call because everybody talked like we all knew what the fuck we were talking about. And at oh. the end of it, I was like, mm, I don't think... Like, I, it's this is where I was going to say I have a lot of empathy for you. I think we both always kind of swam upstream. Like, my undergrad was always like kind of upstream and not, you know... Like, I remember talking to my, you know, academic advisor and... And he would like, he had all these assumptions about how I was, you know, who I was. And so I was like, well, you know, he'd be like, oh, well, you need to do this. I was like, no, 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 I've already done that. What do you mean you've already done that? I'm, I'm an older student. You know, I mean, at the time I was only like three or, you know, I was like 24 or something, which is yeah. older than most students they have. Yes, also, yes. I transferred in from having finished like an entirely other program in robotics and manufacturing. And, <laughs> you know, it was like he had all these assumptions and I was like, no, 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 no. Like I, I'm not. He's like, well, you can't do this program. Then you have none of these requirements. I was like, what, what do you mean? Like I've enrolled in the school. I got accepted that right. part's done now you need to help me figure out and it just it, like eventually we got there but it was just every turn like at the at you know at the um at the registrar office it was always the same kind of thing where it's like you know you're talking to somebody and they're like oh well i see you have you don't have this thing so you're disqualified you can't come here anymore and i was like right. i'm literally about to graduate right like i'm you know <laughs> Yes. Like, I'm filing for graduation. What are you talking about? Um, you know, that kind of like, thing. Because everyone else is like, you know, you come, you go through the steps. And I'm like, yeah, I started on step 15 and I've been working my way backwards because that's what you told me to do. And right. at the same time, I have to go forward to 16 and 17 in order to finish all of this at the right time. Like, you know, um, yeah. anyway, so. No, I totally sympathize with that. Like, yeah. <clears throat> uh, what what is most shocking to me i think like the thing that just like literally bowls me over in uh-huh. this whole thing is like i said everybody inside of the group of people that i'm dealing with for my program are great but sure. outside of that in the larger like general sense of how the university seems to operate I keep getting different answers from people and i'm like oh well <clears throat> that's not what that person said and nobody seems the least bit interested in the fact that like fuck tons of bad information is being passed around. Right. Like you say like, Oh, well that's not what that guy told me. And then somebody says, yeah, well he was wrong. It's like, and that's it. Like, you're not going to like, yeah. And the insanity that COVID like, like introduced is just insane to me. I, um, a friend of mine has been talking about like her kids in class, like in grade school. And, um, and just 
the insanity of like one week it's like oh we're all gonna do this and then like the backlash is so you know like some public announcement like okay all kids be prepared to have your kids coming back i mean this is early day COVID, right they'd be like okay be prepared like we're gonna have all our everyone's gonna come back to class in like three weeks or something and then you know the backlash of insanity and then they'd be like okay we've got a new policy where everyone has to do like you know if your name is fred and you have red hair you have to do this and if you don't fit into that category we have these other subcategories find the category you fit into and then make sure you organize yourself and be ready you know wow. and like how to calculate like, the date like yeah it's just a shit show what a and then shameful lack of leadership and then the next day there'd just be some other email that'd be like okay forget about what you didn't know what just you were kidding. doing the day before we're doing this now um yeah so it's i like i have empathy and sympathy for the chaos of it all but it also just really reflects on how beer like let's just think about this for a second yeah let's just think about this for a second you and i know each other yes because we specifically work really well in hyper complicated situations under stress and time compression right that's how we ended up getting to know each other that's true yeah so like i know it's fucking possible (laughs) right like, and I'm trying not to be super biased because that's the world that we just came from. Yes. And I'm like, how can, where are the adults here? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a theme over the last, like, fucking five years. Nobody can tell the truth about anything and there's nobody in the room with a plan. Right, right. And it's, um, you know, I think about, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, what we're left with is managing our own expectations. And I know that's like, that sucks because when you, as soon as you like try to align your expectations with what's going on, you're just like, this is unacceptable. Yep. Like my expectation is that I'm going to get nowhere and nothing's going to work and everything's going to be shit. And you know, so you try to have some hope that it will be better than that. Um, But then you're, then you just set yourself up for disappointment. It's like 2020 is the, Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> when all else fails, lower your expectations, right? Yes. But like, I yeah. don't, I can't. Right, there's a bottom. There's no it's where else to, <laughs> we're already at rock bottom prices for expectations. <laughs> right. uh, it's like 2020 is the year, well, let's just say like 2017 through now, yeah. currently. Now, now. Yes. <clears throat> it's just the whole theme for me has been like, I keep... There's no way for me to set the limbo bar any lower and yet you still manage it to come in under it. Right. Right. Like no matter how low I put my expectations, shit just crawls or slithers right underneath of it. Yes. Like you get to a point where you're surprised as it comes in under the bar and you're like, what? How did you fit under there? Yeah. You want to know how butthurt I am? 2020 was poised in february to be potentially one of the better years of my life yeah and i would say that even now in like the 11th hour of Uh 2020 after everything that's happened this year yeah compared to some of the other years in my life all of them yeah I'm still going to say that this was about to be one of the better years of my life. And none of the things that happened with COVID had anything to do with it being not the best year of my life. In fact, the process of the, the, the fucking ringer I put myself through to get accepted to grad school on the timeline that 
Yes. I got accepted. Yeah. Was maybe more devastating emotionally Mm -hmm. and challenging than all of the years of undergraduate education that I completed for a degree combined. Yeah. Yeah. Like those that that experience, all of that experience was absolutely necessary for me to even have the intestinal fortitude to undertake that fucking grad school application, which got so fucked up so many times by so many different people along the way mm-hmm. that I can't even tell you. Yeah. Like the fucking GRE scores didn't get sent on time. <clears throat> One of my professors didn't send my letter of recommendation on time. They lost my application, even though it's digital. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, I mean, are you kidding me with this? And so, like, uh-huh. these things, these are what made this not the best year of my life. Like, that says something about the fucking people I've been putting up with for the last few years. Yeah. Like, oh, COVID, nothing. Cakewalk compared to what happened before that. But, like, the gra- this year would have been a slam dunk for me if it hadn't been for that, the first, like, two months of that application process were just... It was so insane. I will never have the energy to go through that again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was a one-shot deal. Like, that was it. I I don't have it in me to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, I was just thinking about, like, other things that... Oh, your sound went away. Oh, you can't hear me? I can't hear you. Oh, now I hear you. Okay, must be... Yeah, we're, you know the the wiles of technology um and here's just another thing to be butthurt about <laughs> right <laughs> oh Pile it on. right yeah it's um yeah. yeah it's really interesting i was just thinking about like all of the kind of frustrations i have with um i think what i was going to say as like a caveat to like saying you know none of that had anything to do with covid i think covid really put some things in sharp relief for me like i wasn't oh yeah i wasn't as personally affected by it um i mean you know with the qualification that i am like outraged at the number of people who have died from it and i am um yeah like saddened and that's upsetting and also um you know all of the other people who've had really like been impacted really negatively like that you know Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not just like well it worked out fine for me so it's great um right and it didn't you know it's not great for me but it is like you know some things have been good this year and um but just so many things are thrown into sharp relief about how like how fucked up some things are you know like for instance bogus yeah yeah like you know like income disparity and um you know access to health care and you know the misbelief in our like you know national health care system well we don't have a national health care system or the misbelief that our you know emergency services are you know amazing and top not like people who do it are amazing but those programs are struggling and they're you know not prepared for something like this because they're always defunded and fucked up and you know there's always anyway um and the big one the big big one yeah that like the country's run by and populated in part by like staunch white supremacists yes yeah exactly and like it's just yeah yeah i it's i 
like even if you set aside their racism for a minute like let's say you were just like i don't know that doesn't matter i'm white who cares like their policy and their ideas about how to treat even themselves is fucked up like they're so it's so like you know it's it's kind of like um you know not that you know not that their racism isn't like a fundamental core issue and fucked up, but um, for so many reasons, it's just like, what? Anyway, um, <laughs> what? it's just this arbitrary. Like, I can't even wrap my mind around it most of the time. I'm like, I don't understand the, yeah. I understand that it's a thing. I'm not saying I don't understand that. I just, I don't understand why, like, it's such a like a large level like i understand kind of being um you know at some level like we're all kind of these like baser animals in some ways and it's like you know you want to like try and deal with you know the human condition right like our minds are are sort Mm -hmm. of have lots of cognitive bias and things like that and um but i just don't see how I, i don't know i just don't really like I get hating individuals or being mad at individuals because they've done something shitty to you, but I don't understand like then just classifying. Well, anyway, I don't know. It's yeah. just, I, well, I'm a little butthurt about that. I, I'm butthurt about it too. I yeah. I'll make you feel less butthurt. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, in Minneapolis, when George Floyd was murdered, yeah, drew attention to all of the things that you're talking about and it yeah it it made it put into sharp sharp relief for me the fact that there are some serious fucking people out there um and those people got real motivated in minneapolis and and have been for some time ever since jamar clark was shot and so um their reclaim the block is an organization that started doing a lot of um community organizing work and i've been making phone calls and doing stuff and showing up for things with them. And so um, last week, the 2021 budget process with the city council ended. I've been following this day in and day out and sitting in on all of the phone calls that last for hours and hours and hours. And um, what we were successful in accomplishing in Minneapolis um, was what we got on our high horses about to do last may and we defunded minneapolis police department fuck not yeah in f- not in not full, in full obviously but, but, but in part yeah um eight million dollars was cut from the 2021 minneapolis police department budget and that money will be used to establish a mobile mental health team to yeah. respond to mental health calls so it's not an armed police officer who shows up it's someone who's trained to respond to mental health crises right two million dollars uh, of the eight million is going for violence prevention, um, that is non-police in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the report-only calls, so not calls for help, just calls of something going on. Yeah. All the report-only calls will now be routed to three one one, which is our city information line, versus nine one one, which ultimately responds in someone being dispatched to do something about the call. Right. Um, Twenty-two Minneapolis police department positions have been cut wow and we have successfully ended the use of horseback mounted patrol in minneapolis no shit yep why did you i mean slave 
shit, man. Yeah. I, uh, I can think of no good reason to use mounted police except in slave patrols, which is where that came from. Fuck. So, so weird. Yeah. So uh, it's like divestments, reallocations, reassignment of duties. And the whole thing now is to ensure that um, these things are successful and people take them seriously so that we can like push the snowball down the mountain. That's freaking cool. Make it bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not butthurt about that. I'm butthurt that it fucking took this to get here to even like right. these conversations <clears throat> were impossible last year. Yeah. Impossible. Yep. There would have been absolutely no room for a discussion of taking $8 million and 22 positions and horses away from the Minneapolis Police Department. Right. No way. And this raises an issue about another thing that I'm fucking butthurt about, um, which is the ethicist who worked for Google... Timnit, I think is her name, or Timnit. I don't know how her name is pronounced because I've only seen it written. I've never seen it or heard it pronounced. Uh -huh. um, Gebru is her last name, I think. So anyway, she was like resigned slash fired from Google, fired because she was like, hey, some of the shit you're doing is unethical. And they were like, fuck you. Even though she was hired to be an ethicist for their AI. And so um, what that points out to me is something else that I'm butthurt about, which is that it is not fucking good enough to have a seat at the table in quotation marks. I want my fucking ideas listened to and I want equal importance given to the things that I have to say and other people who are asking for a seat at the table have to say about shit. It's not enough to be let in the room. You need to be listened to and taken seriously. Right. And if that is impossible, then you should tear that fucking institution down. Yeah. Because it's not worth it. Well, especially, I mean, at that point, you just don't have representation in the institution that's supposedly like, you know, holding a gun to your life. It's not. It's even worse than that. It's this like fake gesture of inclusion. Only to be shut down when it actually counts. Like, right. It's right. so disingenuous to be like, mm -hmm, we'll tokenize you and whoever you are, whatever group you belong to that isn't part of the in-group that we're talking about like we'll let you in but we're gonna make it so uncomfortable for you that you either can't can't stand to be there anymore and leave or we roadblock you at every turn and what's even worse about that is that same group of people can then say to the outside look we've got all these different people in here and they're all have we gave everybody who wanted one a seat at the table and then that reinforces the idea that that's all you need right right yeah <clears throat> But heard about everything. But heard about everything. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Uh, I don't know either. Except um, the Minneapolis budget, that was pretty great. Yeah, keep that's keep good. Going, but like for real, that's like are these are the only fucking serious people left on the planet? Are these people in my town right now who are like we're taking the money away because you can't behave yourselves? Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's good. At least they ha they were in a position both to do that and also, you know, are taking that seriously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, well, anyway, so 2020, um, I mean, we're, we're wrapping up here too. I was just thinking about, um, just from the perspective of you and I working on this podcast, um, you know, we've gone over, I think we had our you know, our year anniversary or whatever was the beginning of December. Um, yeah. So now we're also starting a new year. So that's pretty fun. Um, 
Number two. Number like, two. I mean, actually, you'll probably, if you're listening to this, I think we're record we're recording this December seventeenth, but I think it'll be published probably in January, um, mm, mm-hmm. just based on the schedule we currently have in place. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's cool. I think it's things have been going well in the podcast realm. Um, it's been way more successful than I ever thought it would be. Well, than I ever. That's weird. I don't. I never really thought about whether it be successful or not. I should say it's had such a really positive impact on my life in ways that were unexpected for me. Like totally, I, I really enjoy um, the process of it. I enjoy having it be part of our our like art collaboration. Um, you know, when we're working on art and thinking about art, like we haven't really done a lot of that lately, but we've got some ideas and we're always talking about things. So um, I do enjoy. I, I do enjoy that. Um, and I've been thinking about maybe ways we could do more of that. Like I, you know, so we had that kind of failed um, sound design episode, but I thought maybe if we sat down um, and had some like worked through the tools beforehand, we could actually do like a sound design episode. Cause I think um, doing the podcast is such a sound, you know, it's an auditory experience and mm-hmm. I think we should maybe at least do some art, in that direction a little bit together. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be good. Fun. That'd yeah. be good. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's all I, uh, all I've got from my end. Yeah. I, yeah. This podcast is definitely the best thing about 2020, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Like on a, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Um, it's nuts. Like <clears throat> we have more episodes, like we blew past the, like, there's like statistically i think it's like 12 episodes most podcasts last for um Ah. they don't i think it's like six or eight months is typically their their kind of like if you make it past that you might keep going um we're overachievers we're overachievers yeah (laughs) but we kind of already knew that yes yes yeah (laughs) not a revelation no not a revelation i was also (laughs) thinking about um just speculating about what it might be you know what what we might morph into like where it's going it's definitely i feel like it's settled into a, per, a a kind of rhythm um pretty quickly once we kind of got on board with yeah. it um which has made me wonder if we should readdress like how we have it categorized on really only on iTunes like iTunes is the only one that seems to like have like heavy categorization of of podcasts mm-hmm. um other services seem to have that a little bit um i don't i don't know it's i couldn't find a a category that made sense to me because like we like ostensibly it's about art and design converse right ostensibly but really but really yes (laughs) like it's you know it's there is a category like personal journal but i feel like it's not enough of that it's not like we get on the mic and we're like, hey, so today I picked my nose for 20 minutes before I brushed my teeth, <laughs> got in the shower and got ready for work. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's not um, it's not that minutes. kind of were journal. Were you in a hurry? It was. a Yeah, I was a little bit rushed this morning. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Time compression issues. Time compression issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but yeah. Um, yeah, usually I, I set aside a full half hour anyway. um. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes each nostril. I mean, come on. <laughs> I hadn't even thought that far. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't until you mentioned it. And then I thought, well, <laughs> we're going there. Um, anyway. uh, 
<laughs> I figured out today. Yeah. That wearing a lightweight scarf all yes. the time uh-huh. actually keeps me like way warmer. Oh, fantastic. As in like if I wear a scarf, I almost don't need a hoodie inside my house. Wow. That's I know. a big step I never, for you. I, I never I usually need two hoodies. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's a new thing. That's funny. It, that's awesome. It only took me 41 years to figure out that if you live here and you put a scarf on, you're uh-huh. warmer. You're warmer all the time. Covers some critical critical points on your body. Well, they're just so like they like scarves remind me decorative scarves, you know, like, yes. like yeah. accessory scarves remind me of women I'm nothing like. And so they just were yeah. something that I put in my wardrobe. But right. now I'm seeing the utility of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, has this been like this useful all of the time and i just didn't know about it so i got some that i like that are kind of like very bombastic in terms of the pattern yeah um and i put one on the other day because i was like oh this will look kind of nice on this dress i'm wearing and then i was like oh i'm so warm and i was like it's this scarf (laughs) that's great that's great yeah yeah scarves are really great i i've spent when i lived in new jersey i i think i had a scarf that i wore pretty regularly i forget Living in San Diego, it makes me forget. Like even now, when it's cold, it's not that cold. Um, yeah, but still. Ugh. Yeah, but it's not cold long enough that you you just kind of don't really. It, people just don't wear them because they don't have a lot of you know they only wear them for fashion, right? Like they're not wearing them because it has some utility. So. Right. Yeah, like big bulky scarves, I would never wear inside of my house. Like the kind that I wear outdoors for like outerwear. Right, right. They're too big and bulky, and they're kind of scratchy and stuff. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I never wore them indoors either. Yeah. 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 The things. See, this is why you need to re-examine your life at all times. Always. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that too. Like I'm trying to think about um, next couple weeks, like what I want to do. I did. I did think a little bit more about um, that art project that you were talking about. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. So we should think the about diorama? that diorama. Yeah. So I had yeah. some ideas around. Um, so remember when we sent those? Uh, like I had all those postcards to send to the um, the independent mm-hmm. abortion clinics around the yes. country. So one of the reasons they were postcards is because they can easily screen them, right? Like they can see them and they can see that they're not like, you know, um, a nefarious package or like containing any kind of like, you know, negative bad things. So um, I don't know what, so if we want to send a art project to um, Maria Banford, who is an amazing, hilarious comedian, Mm -hmm. if we wanted to send her something, um, I was just thinking about that in terms of like, you know, well, you send her this like unmarked package or maybe it's marked or whatever, but it's like, you know, this, this large, I'm imagining like, okay, we, we constrain it to a shoebox, and then this shoebox shows up mm. wherever. I mean, I hope, I think I imagine she has like a fan mail destination, like a PO box or something. And then, you know, then there's the shoebox, but it's like, she probably has a policy of like not opening those things. Um, right. And so then what we should obviously do, yeah. because this is not motivated in any way, shape or form by the anxiety on both ends of the receiving yes. in this hypothetical package is right. Definitely not a bomb. On yes. the outside of it, right. <laughs> which she will think is a kind gesture and slightly humorous for uh-huh. its truthfulness and straightforwardness. But probably it will confuse everybody else. 
Right, and probably not make it through the mail in the first place. Maybe we can just write diorama inside and circle that. Well, what I thought about is we could just film it and then put a public video up that we can send to her. And then if she wants it, we can definitely send it to her then because she knew she was expecting it. What if people accuse us of making a deep fake video? That's always going to be if you have if you publish anything on the internet, it's someone is going to say it's fake. I just feel like we're not getting around this whole the trouble with authenticity thing again. I I agree. Um, hmm. Well, I'm not saying I have the solution, but you do see my my thoughts on the. the Maybe the we trouble. should track her down in person and try and hand it to her. That's what we need to surprise. do. Yes. So what we need to do is um, you need to fly out here and we'll find out when she's like touring in LA or someplace. And yes. then we'll basically accost her with this gift. But it won't be an accosting because after the fact, she will realize what a great idea it was. Right. Right. And no, all well, previous sins will be forgiven. Right. Yes. <laughs> And by a cost, I mean, like, we'll basically try to be fantastic fans who catch her attention <laughs> and then point to the amazing piece of art that we would like for her to have um, if she is so inclined. I was thinking we could try and figure out where she will be. Uh-huh. And then to make sure that we don't overexpose her to trauma, we'll get yes. it done really quick. So we'll run up. Yes. Towards her, <laughs> scream her name and throw the package at her as we keep going. Yes. <laughs> Drive by her as art. quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a foolproof plan. I can't see how this would cause any anxiety whatsoever. None. Um, yeah. This is None. great. Well, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something. Um, Speaking of onto something, do you have a tip for living well in health that you wanted to? Oh, we could do the new oh. segment. Um, we could try out the new segment. So, uh, yes, we've got a new segment which is. Um, let me, let me find. I forget what we call it. Okay, so the new segment is color of the day. Color um, of the day. And you can tell it's better than color of the year that Pantone does because it's of the day, right? And so there's 365 of them, um, mm-hmm. of which we will only reveal the color of the day on the day that we've picked the color for the day. Um, mm-hmm. But the important thing, so I, I've just I've just now picked out a, a, a color of the day. And so the color of the day is, are you ready for this? Yes. Pickled blue wood. Pickled blue wood. And that RGB value for all of those who are interested in looking at this color is 516692, which I can tell you right now is a fantastic shade of, um, how would you, I just sent you a link so you can have a look at it. Um, this, This blue is... Uh, well, first of all, let me get this right out of the gate. It's going to cure oh. all of your all of your problems. Um, this color it it pairs really well. It also it has a lot of the um, it has some of the like immediate overtones of like a butt hurt day, but it mm-hmm. also then um, kind of subtly suggests uh, you know resolution and understanding. Um, and so that's why I felt like this this particular shade of pickled bluewood uh really kind of um 
It reminds me of yeah. the like if you had a really fancy silk tie, uh-huh. it would be sort of the foundational understated blue gray color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so this is uh, probably one of the most important colors of the day, which is one of the reasons we, we picked it. So. Right. Pickle yeah. blue wood. Yeah. It's the yeah. official color of butt hurt people everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> it's a good one. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So look forward to more uh, colors of the day as you listen to our podcast. We'll hopefully um, yes. remember to include this, but we I actually, will, yeah. I will remember. I'll forget, but then I'll remember after I forget. Speaking of things I'm butthurt about. Um, <laughs> So Pantone, uh, you know, we have our episode about the Pantone bullshit and uh, Pantone released the color of the year for 2021. And it turns out it's not one color. It's two. Yeah. So um, which, of course, is ridiculous because like it's just so arbitrary. It just really... It self-references the whole problem with the situation, with the whole thing in the first place, right? Yes. Um, it, it, what it does do though is solve. It addresses one of the things that I was like, "Oh my god, color of the year is a garbage thing to do because it doesn't, um, it doesn't do the thing that that color really like. If you have all one color, then your brain automatically defaults it to a neutral, like to its tone or to its like, its tone value but it doesn't ever like the color part of it disappears right Mm -hmm. like your your brain is like auto white balancing the color away um because it doesn't need it needs to see contrast (laughs) your brain is all about seeing contrast and so that's what it's you know looking for and so when you only have one color it's just like who fucking cares it's just an arbitrary color it's meaningless um but yeah now announce it ahead of time so it isn't like retrospective or relevant in any way to the events that happen in the year that the color is picked for yes exactly and so it doesn't anyway um the color the (laughs) (laughs) the two color thing does solve that one issue of now they've put the colors in contest in context right they are compared to each other they have different values and so that is way more interesting to me but also again kind of garbage because it's like well it's not color of the year it's colors so now you've you know but also it highlights the whole thing about it's like well they're 100 percent in control of this thing and why do people even give a fuck what pantone is doing like they're literally like the middleman of middleman of marketing (laughs) like does your middleman need a middleman here you go have a middleman yeah um, you can have him in this color or this color this year. Like like the whole idea of um, like rent seeking on on color space is just insane to me. Right. It's like yes. it just really is like very peak capitalism. Right. It's like, oh, you can rent seek anything. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, it's interesting to me that like f- maybe for once. Is this the color choice for 2021? Yes. Is the two. Yep. And so they made the choice to do two colors in 2021 in 2020. And I feel like any decisions made this year are <laughs> subject to intense scrutiny and uh-huh. heavy skepticism. Yeah. And it I think like the fact that Pantone 
picked two colors is like saying, wow, you guys couldn't even get that right this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Right. Just had to pick the one, but uh-huh. now we have to. Can you imagine? Now everybody's going to feel all this pressure to spend twice as much money on paint. God, I know. I know. <laughs> or whatever. Or whatever. What, whatever, or whatever people actually like consult Pantone for. Yeah. Aside from like trademark shit, like Coca-Cola Red. Coca-Cola Red. Oh, man. Um, yeah. It's IBM Blue. IBM Blue. <laughs> so there's this. Uh, I sent you a link, but you can look at this photo. If you go on their website, um, they have uh, their tones pandemic colors for 2021. That's what the headline says. Yeah. So if you look at the photo released by Pantone for like media or whatever, it's like <laughs> it's got lemons. So it's like kind of a lemon yellow. And then it's got um, what I can only describe as like squares of like used makeup removers. You know what it looks like to me? It's even worse than that. Yes. What? That looks like a used wax strip. Yes. It looks like a used wax strip. So it's just these like little squares of paper <laughs> that have like dirty smudges dirty on them. Smudges that at a distance. The first thing I thought of when I saw it, I was like lemons and bush hair. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. somebody ripped out of yes. eye wax. No. I, I, I know what that looks like. Mine doesn't look that hairy. If that used, looks like used hair. bikini yeah. wax strips from a, um, from strips. a middle aged, um, a middle-aged brunette person italian or, man. or italian man yes exactly italian it looks man like chest hair it's, it's like, like like a pelt yes <laughs> it was just ripped out in a whole section gross so lemons and and like what used hair wax strips yeah like, thanks a lot assholes like i fucking lemons is this a joke <laughs> lemons really yeah. are you trying to rub it in Right. Why couldn't it have been sunshine? Uh-huh. Fucking lemons. I love that the yellow isn't even a yellow. It's called illuminating. The gray is So ult- sunshine would have been even Oh my god. Yeah, it's ultimate gray and illuminating. Like just anyway. I um, hate it. I hate it so much I'm butthurt about it. I, I can't even yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so speaking Seriously, of things though, I'm butthurt butt about. Oh, my God. Like yeah. artnews.com. Search artnews.com Pantone, and it will take you straight to this thing, and you will be like, that does look like discarded wax strips. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's really gross. Or it looks like used toilet paper even. Uh-huh. I mean, it's really gross. It's pretty gross. And um, so so <laughs> like, when you're that? listening, when the listeners, uh, my our friends and uh compatriots and people we like to talk to or people like to listen to us when you're listening to this i am pretty sure it will be 2021 and you will now be living under the um the insanity the oppression of the twin tones or the twin colors of the year from pantone ultimate gray and illuminating and so we are sorry for you um but we hope that you can persevere can I also just complain yes. briefly about Please. the wait on caption. a podcast called Butter about everything? <laughs> Butter about everything. Pan- the caption under this picture. So here's the other annoying thing, right? Uh-huh. There's lemons, which are just annoying because fuck you. Obviously, we've been dealt lemons. You don't have to literalize it. Right. Um, 
And like the examples that they use of objects on which the Pantone colors are printed are like coffee mugs, like the kind you'd get at some like booth at a big conference, which mm-hmm. we hate. Yes. Like even the objects that they've used to demonstrate, like who, who, what sick person designed this layout with these examples? I hate it. Oh my God. So the, the caption says, Pantone chooses ultimate gray and illuminating for colors of 2021. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. What? Like four colors of 2021. Like four c- colors of the year? Col- four colors of 2021. It just, yeah. Garbage. <laughs> the whole thing is garbage. Oh my God. Also, their description grayness means ambiguity and irresolution. Neither black nor white. It doesn't point toward an ending, just the continuation of an indefinite period. Thanks a lot, you fucking assholes. <laughs> God. Oh. They're practically the voiceover of our ennui. Like, uh huh. Man, it's way to pick 2020 as the year that you got your shit together and made a relevant product. I just, I almost wish you hadn't. Can we go back to you being completely irrelevant? Oh, I do. We got? I, I do love actually in that same article, and this is worth reading. Um, so we are quoting the article from Art News on the Pantone gray yellow uh, pandemic colors. Um, as of it was published December eleventh, twenty twenty. Uh, uh, by Kyle Chaka? 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 I, I, I closed the window by accident. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, if you scroll down a little bit, um, mm-hmm. he's included an image courtesy of um, a comedian, Maurizio Catalan. Catalan? Okay. Uh, and it's great because it's literally <laughs> a banana duct tape to a wall. Oh! <gasps> Oh, was that at Art Basel? Uh, I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, I got to reopen this because I put... Do you remember hearing about Art Basel where somebody taped a banana to a wall and then told it? And it was like the whole... Like everybody was super up in arms about it. Oh, my God. Yes, there's the banana on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> oh, my I do, God. I do appreciate that the um, author of this article kind of realized there's some connections here that maybe Pantone wasn't thinking about. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Art, art Basel still. Yeah. Uh, yep. Right. Right. So the, like, Oh my God. I love it so much. Oh, Pantone, you are wading into dangerous territory with a photo of that. Banana. Well, it's not them, right? It's the art news is the, the report, the person who's doing the report on it. Right. So, oh, shoot. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, but still, yes. Anyway, uh, some some light at the end of the tunnel. At least uh, there's some relevant art going on. Um, well, here's something like Pantone, right? Like, yeah. Or like art news is like 2021's color could have been plywood brown for the material that covered up storefronts during 2020's Black Lives Matter protests. Left up, it now hides empty storefronts and serves as a symbol of how many businesses have been shut down because of the pandemic. Uh, you know, we could have just gone with like black. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been relevant. Right. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I I kind of actually appreciate that article a little bit. Um, even if it's a little, I it should it's be a very little silly. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Um, but the Pantone that doesn't get Pantone off the hook just because somebody else wrote an article that makes light of it. Um, right. Okay, I think that's all I got. I feel like we're we've we've filled an entire beaten hour the of butt, butt hurt, hurt horse. Yeah, we've beaten the butt hurt horse. Um, well, there will be more butt hurt. Yes. So, uh, Meg, who can, how can they get a hold of us if they want to uh, complain and all add to their, add to the list of things? Email people should be Dana. Email our executive assistant Dana at uh, d a n a at fcbm dot i o. Yes, please do, and we'll, uh, she'll get get you there. Um, okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks everyone for coming on this butt hurt journey with us. <laughs>